0: hello and sound i'm doing an airport episode because um my flight was delayed like an hour and i was thinking you know what else takes me roughly an hour a podcast um but it's also just because when i was in the uber here i wanted to talk about things that were coming to mind because i spent the last like day with my family so that's the uh, ponder to think about. I don't know why I over-enunciated that P. Um, yeah, no, just had a fair amount on my mind, and I took some notes, so I'm gonna now test to see if it'll stop the recording if I leave the app. I'm mean, glad it keeps going. Sick. Just because I took notes, so it's nice to know that I can um, do this. Sorry, I'm trying to find a quiet spot in the airport, and when I began this journey, it reminded me of like years ago. I used to watch um, the Blog Brothers, uh, John and Hank Green. <laughs> but um, one of the episodes that like has just stuck with me for some reason for a very long time um, was the one where John was in an airport. But so I don't know if if you don't know the concept of the Blog Brothers is it's these two brothers, John and Hank Green who are very famous for their own <laughs> reasons outside of this. But they started a YouTube channel so they could send each other, like, a little video diary that's, like, I think the, the time limit was either under three minutes or under five. I can't remember quite what it was, and I feel like it might have been different at different times. But anyway, John had to record his episode, and he was spending, like, the whole day in an airport, essentially. And he had tried to do this thing every day where he spent... A minute just in the quietest place he could find and so (laughs) his mission was to find the quietest place in an airport and was just kind of talking about how like unindated to the sound we just always are and it was just interesting and then it's since then been interesting to wonder the quietest place in an airport let alone the quietest place in newark on a sunday night (laughs) um a little hectic but yeah, I still think about that. Um, so, I don't know what... <laughs> luckily that's a relative term, so it doesn't have to be quiet, just the quietest. Um, so this is quieter, but would have to scour every place to make it a definitive statement, which I cannot do, so that's fine. <laughs> And I think I once said that I didn't realize I didn't accent in the podcast sometimes. Um, and now I realize that I do on occasion. That's fine. But anyway, um, headed to my gate. If nothing else. Because there's, I was like, for a while, was getting a lot of reels about like airport behaviors essentially because people are, like, oh my god. I'm such a dad at an airport, I get there so early, this, that, and the other thing. This hall looks fucking crazy. Busy. Um, oh, we'll see. But, where is this going? Oh, but like going to check on um, your gate to make sure that it's like there. <laughs> and then going and getting food or doing whatever. Um, I very much do that. I very much like the first thing I do is immediately find my gate. <laughs> kind of funny but also it seems like the um like nyu welcome weekend was this weekend because i've seen a couple of people wearing NYU class of 2027 shirts which is interesting um but yeah so anyway i got that airport head act on me I don't know why my phone cut me off, and it started blasting music, but that was scary. Okay, I don't know why it keeps cutting me off. Um, But it doesn't matter, because I passed a particularly annoying group. She has a... Oh, no! I'm holding... um, So I picked up stuff from my grandma's house that was left for me, because I had always wanted, like, my papa's... U um, pen mugs because they always just like framed the kitchen hanging over the counter. Um, or not hanging but like sitting on top of music so this so over simulator here in this airport. Why are they playing so much music?
1: Because
0: otherwise this would be a quieter part so I guess they just want everyone to vibe everywhere. But the mugs and be some medallions that hung outside the um, or in the, wow, it's really consistent the whole way. This is an airport. Why are they trying so hard to make it so loud? I really wish they would stop. That's brutal. But I found a smooth, different smoothie place. And I found my gate. Um, oh, my gate is downstairs. That's interesting. Um, but anyway, so, got those things. Well, my friends gave me a little, of plush stuffed animal um, for mushroom for my birthday, and so the little stuffed animal guy—it's a mushroom—is sitting in my mug, and he almost fell out. Um, the one qualm with it being simply the quietest part is that there's still people, so then the waiter effect resumes because they would all be presumably nosy nosies um but anyway so I have like a much I have a pretty so my grandma is like a great storyteller she always that was something that came up a lot mostly to like people's chagrin to, in some ways with what was being talk. I'm just gonna sit on the floor, and hope nobody yells at me. Oy. maybe it 's a little loud i don 't know anyway um, but I think this is a good balance between nobody listening and not being too loud we'll we'll find out i 'm also using the mic, and I think I figured out how to do some background muting stuff on. Um, garage band, so maybe that'll help too but basically she's a great storyteller but she she had a tendency to like talk about everyone else in her life and tell their stories and like things that she had witnessed and kind of what she drew from these little instances that could speak about someone's character. And she was genuinely so great at, and as much as she was great at talking, and was an like literally, I think one of the only extroverts on my dad's side of the family, if not the only extrovert. Um, I well now I'm getting distracted by someone else's conversation, so maybe you can hear that. But I'm gonna trust the Apple mic, and um, but she was even better at like writing because we wrote letters to each other, and then when writing got too hard because of her arthritis, she would send me emails. We sent each other like really long messages, and she, and those, had I think in writing maybe just in general, she would speak a lot more about her emotions. Because when she was just speaking face to face with someone, she was just very bubbly, very like outgoing. Um, like everyone in the family, like always, especially here at the funeral, just compared her to the sun, um, which is I think very apt because as much as it's like bright and shiny, it's also just she was like energy <laughs> if you will and um, I'm holding my diploma in my hand and someone else is holding an envelope too but mine's like in the, in the package still So shipped to my um, old apartment so I was given it by hand now I get to carry it by hand because I don't want to fold it and maybe it's silly to frame your undergrad degree but I literally don't care so I'm going to I think it's especially okay because I'm gonna get my master's so I'll be like bam I got both of these bitches. Um, So, yeah, the B.A. to M.S. arc uh, proceeds. And, yeah, no, so, very great storyteller. And I had written something that I wanted to read, but I got too emotional, so I just went up and said something anyway. But it was um, just some, like, the little... I've said the... I've told only, like maybe one person about this quote um, well I told one person but I think that's literally it art quote, sounds funny, but it's this thing my grandma said, but I thought it could help like everyone that was at the memorial that like cared and loved her, where she told me that, um, she said like just know that in the quiet moments that I'm thinking about you, and I was like it's nice now that it, when it's quiet I can still feel her there because that's where I always found her before so where I can like continue to find her kind of thing um So I was just like hopeful that could help. And I, before growing up, I was like, I was a little scared. I was like, oh my God, am I actually gonna do this? And then I was like, you know, if I can't like say something to a group, like a room of people like I know, will I ever be able to do public speaking? And that was kind of hard because you go up there and then you're looking at like the fit, like like everyone's faces was like, like they were about to cry or they were crying. And I was like, oh, this is the, like, like I said, this side of the family isn't very, the most emotional. Um, so it's always people that, like, I've only ever noticed stuff, like, on the verge of tears. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, that that's a, something, like, a a sight that I think will stick with me <laughs> in my mind's eye for quite a while. And it was something that I just didn't expect somehow. I was like, oh, like, I'm just going to see, like, their normal, like, smiley face. And then, bam, so sad. And I was like, oh, that's why I just ditched <laughs> the, the writing. Because I was like, I, I can't do that. Um, but... Yeah, but I'm glad that I got up and said something, and some of my cousins were like, oh, I really liked what you said, like, I appreciate it a lot, so I was like, oh, okay, at least I could, like, provide some comfort, you know? Um, But anyway, this, like, clear image I had was that, so, my grandma was, like, born in Georgia, and she lived there until she was about nine before she moved to northern Jersey, and, like, At the time, this is, like, the early 1900s, so there's so much stigma around where you're from. Like, nowadays, it's kind of joking, like, oh, you're from the South, ha, ha, ha. Like, but it's not that deep. But at the time, that was, like, a proper reason for bullying. (laughs) And she doesn't come from, like, a well-off family. So she was, like, stereotypical, like, wrong side of the tracks, come from Georgia, like, she has this, like, thick Southern accent kind of thing. And she took it entirely upon herself to just, like, fix her diction to make sure that she was... You could not tell her apart from someone else from this little town in northern Jersey so that she could, like, completely fit in. But even, I don't, there was never, like, a sense of she'd been wronged. It was just, like, she needed to be, I I don't know how to describe this, like, capable. Like, she just needed to, her because there, there was no like desperation behind it there was no fearful it was more just like always like I can do this attitude that I could like feel from her and it was more just like it's something similar to this thing that I feel in myself where I'm just like very certain of who I am and I think when you're very certain of who you are you feel a need to communicate that very clearly because you understand and you don't want anyone else to misunderstand and I think when you're like she was able to communicate that clearly in one place, and now she wanted to be able to adapt so that she could communicate it clearly to, like, anybody. And she did that, and she just became the most, like, fluent, in a way, in just connecting with people, and I think that's part of where, like, my desire to just know people so fully comes from. Um, And she had such individual connections with every member of the family, even if they could be a bit, like... Estranged in their own way, or just like a little far, just very much doing their own thing. But at the same time, that's kind of the life that she wanted to leave for people, and she like was so proud of the fact that the whole family was all over the country, and was like even though that's hard, but like oh, you're, all your children are gone because she took such pride in being like a mother, and she was like great at it. Um, but she would always like send email, uh, like I said, like send emails or send letters or cards to everybody. And always like make sure to see them whenever she could invite them to everything. That like she was such a great like care giver, um, but she wanted everyone else to not have the burdens she did of like having to navigate class, of having to navigate like belonging in a way. And that's why it's kind. Of, I feel like that's probably related to why like my dad and his brothers grew up like around the country. Like they moved a fair amount as well as, like, her Papa's work, but, um, I think that when you've lived in a lot of communities, and I've talked about this before, where you've, like, if you've lived in a lot of countries, also, on a grander scale, then you're able to, like, fit in more, you're able to navigate, you're able to find these parts of life, but I think she probably did that just so that my dad and his, or my uncles could figure out, um, how, like, just, it'd be second nature to do the kind of mutation that she had to artificially for in a way um, but her whole life she just kind of like had to keep going and like keep up appearances so that she could always and not appearances because that feels like false that feels like a lie but she was always doing what she could to tell the truth and it was just whatever she could do in any community so she eventually became like the kind of woman where she just like always looked great she always knew the right thing to do the right thing to say the right thing to wear and it was just like at the heart of any Things she did, any place she worked, any community she did, was a part of. And it was just always like a very big force we reckon with, but never in a way where it was like unkind or fearful or came from any kind of negative place. It was always just like, this is who I am. And I've just always really admired that about her. Um, and yeah, so also there's people standing right near me. And if they're listening to me, then it makes me really uncomfortable. That's okay um anyway what was i saying one second oh but there's like so i've also just been thinking about like some class stuff generally with that um because i feel like with me it's kind of hard to oh god there's so many people sitting right fucking next to me I love when people are not incapable of understanding personal space. Um, so, I'm going to stand with all my shit now. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of hard to tell with me, or maybe it's not just, like, outright, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, so at NYU, it's a common thing for people to be, like, oh, like, like, there's a lot of jokes that'll be like, oh, if a person does this, then, like, I immediately realize that they're, like, very wealthy because it's a common thing to, like, hide your wealth at NYU because they find some, like, (laughs) morality or, like, goodness and, I don't know, like, just, just, like, that hiding and not having to be accountable, essentially, is kind of how I take it. Um, But it'll be, like, (laughs) they'll be the ones that, like, nickel and dime you and then as soon as, like, they when you like like in a certain sense or something they don't be like oh like they're, they're a rich person because they're just like, not generous kind of thing um, and there's like those kinds of attitudes where it can t- like tell you apart from someone else and I just feel like this stupid thing keeps fucking cutting me off. So I'm so much for weird, but I'm just frustrated and overwhelmed why there's so many people here. Um, I might go back to another place, cause maybe I just have to keep moving, I think maybe it's this that stressing me out, it means I'm past the music which is the worst part. I'm just gonna hope this works now, because it keeps playing music and my music app is not open, so I quite literally don't know how this is happening, kind of worried about my phone generally, I'm like gonna brought in. Oh my god, this is me and my worst. Wow. I am gonna fucking scream. Got oh, brutal. Oh, God. But, oh, why can't they just not play? Why can't they just have any more people a little quiet? Um, oh, God. Okay, cool. I feel not smothered by sound. Um, it also seems like a table. It might be a restaurant. But ultimately, no, I'm not going to sit there. I'll sit maybe over here. Okay, this seems better. Um, I can't believe I missed this initially. Um, but basically, I said in this little chair alone. But, um, wow, that was brutal. Um, so there's just a lot of things like that where you kind of like feel as though you have why does it keep cutting me off i just have to stare at my phone to make sure uh but basically so my mom's side is like very much a baseball family um but in like she does not come from money at all like did not have any money growing up like nothing like that and now she has like a good job and everything we definitely like aren't like rich or like wealthy or anything but she's like yeah she's no longer like lower class essentially um, and so she had to go through her own transformation of her own even though she's still so very very clearly like deeply guided by like fears of money which I'll talk about more but um, yeah but we are like a baseball family in the sense of like a little ragtag group of kids would like go to the baseball game with the lessons they had or like sneak in or whatever and <laughs> like make bets Stuff like that, like that, it's, and also in like the very mid 1900s way, but specifically like Wrigley Field, like Chicago, like low down kind of guys. Or that would be like the big outing was a baseball game. Um, so just very, I don't know why it keeps thinking that I'm trying to talk to Siri <laughs> and cutting me off. But I, yeah, it's just interesting. And so I went to my, my cousin drove me up, but when I came in, he was watching up Fun. I was like, oh, I really like a Fun. He was like, oh, really? I drive to Survive specifically. And he was like, oh, I just like threw this on. I don't actually know much. And then it was so he'd like mansplained to me it, it, after. I was like, I oh, like I love this. And then he did it wrong. He was like, oh, there's like 50 drivers, aren't they? I was like, girl, no. <laughs> Like that, no? The most simple of things and you're wrong. <laughs> um, of course not like that, but it was just it, it was a little it was a little funny off the bat. But he it, like his family is like midwestern Minnesota and so not so Arab, I'm not getting his names, but so not to, like everyone's business, but like hockey kind of family. And so like that and in that way like I don't always understand, like, some sports in the US well, could be seen as, like, higher at lower class, but sometimes it's, like, what teams you support, but sometimes it's the way in which you, all I know is you, should, like, the only thing I know for sure about this implication, because it's not a world that I'm fully, like, steeped in, like, if anything baseball is what I'm most familiar with, um but, like, football, all I know is, like, you're not supposed to support the Pirates, more just because their fans are literally, like, crazy, um than anything, will like, fuck you up um, which, like, sure enough, but that does spooky screaming child so fun um but what was his oh yeah no so like him his brother like played hockey so like more hockey family but then it's also more about like the doing of the sport other than just merely consuming but that's where i get into like where i talk about like being friends with more like international people and so like f1 is more of like an international sport and like having interest in like playing on what team you like can show oh god this child I might have to move again um this is rough um okay I think the baby stopped but for that moment I was like like I'm so my a lot of my cousins all have babies all like under one now there's three of them they're all adorable I I, so obsessed with them uh, it was great like I met them all for the first time cuz they're all like, like like so young that I just haven't seen any of them but um what should I call it like with them like anytime they make noise like I, like I'm so invested I'm like oh my god like that's so cute this is the best thing and then in a, like in a public place like this it's interesting how easy it is to kind of like detach from anything else so, like if like the baby is like making happy sounds but all it, like, contributes to in this setting, and like, this quieter area, is, like, a smothering, like, oppressive noise. And you just want to be, like, damn, <laughs> take your kid somewhere else. Um, even though, like, if it wasn't challenging, you'd be like, oh, my God, like, this is so cute. Increasingly annoyed by how much sound there is in this place. Um, but that's part of why I like traveling alone, is because I can kind of, like, in my own way, express how, like, overwhelmed I am or overstimulated I am without having to, like, look out for or accommodate someone else and not, in, like, a, like I'm happy to do it if I am traveling with someone and I, like, very able to but it's just, like, this is kind of difficult enough for me and so sometimes it's just easy to um, do it on my own. Sorry, someone's looking for someone. Um, but, yeah, no, so sometimes it's easier to only have to like look out for yourself and that's the thing that's surprising like when people are like oh like you can travel alone like that's so interesting whatever and I'm like I like to me it's it's easier and I don't really know how that could be I mean I guess maybe some people are like forgetful and so they need reminding I don't or they're just like I I guess most people aren't like forced to self-regulate or maybe they like co-regulate and that's what it is but I, I just like have never understood like a difficulty in traveling alone I guess that's all I'm saying and sometimes it is like if it's going to be like a pretty stress free trip or if it's like, like not like this where you're spending a long time in the airport <laughs> then, then um, which isn't designed to be spent you're not meant to spend many hours there it's a liminal space it's meant to be transitional like train stations or anything where it's transit oriented would be um, a bit weird to spend a long time in that's something that um, my friend and I experienced in Japan where like we sat from a train station and they like have like noises for entering and exiting we were like wow you would go insane if you stood, like, sat here for long enough because it's meant to be like personal and um, like, comforting for every single person that's going in and out but like it's just for in and out, it's not meant for staying and it's interesting how spaces like designed for that can be so uncomfortable um when stationary, and on the one hand, like, that makes sense, but it can be, uh, at the same time, it's just, it's, it's just interesting to me, I don't know, and, like, what factors specifically contribute to that, um, so, experience design, baby, <laughs> but, um, actually, I so, yeah, no, like, sports are signifiers of class, but then in the international or, like, national sense, oh, my God, the child's back at it, um, But, just like, in no way, even, like, my my cousins are definitely, like, on the wealthier side. (laughs) Um, Like, all of them, I'm not gonna, yeah, that's what I'll say. Um, And that's pretty, like, evident in their presentation, and that they seem, like, kind of aloof about some things. Um, Like, not really to any fault of their own, in a way. But to not even have, like, an interest in international sports is, one, like, a pretty American thing, like, a very uniquely, like, self-involved trait, but also that of someone who has been, like, raised, like, very comfortably, if you will. Um, So just, I mean, he's like, ah, it's through it on. But he doesn't even, like, they don't even, like, grasp the implication of, like, this other... Like, I think they kind of like see like American wealth as like the end-all be-all or the only thing worth aspiring to And, and like fair enough if that's truly what you want, but it's like they don't even like get <laughs> that there's something else And it's just interesting that like that, that, that signifier isn't something that even like crosses the radar, if you will And that in a way can like This is something I was like thinking about the other day So I was in Vinci because I wanted a mango gelato because <laughs> I'm nostalgic um, but there are these two kids and their parents were friends the kids weren't friends. like the kids got along but they weren't like friends so it was clear that it was like the moms were catching up kind of thing and everything they said was like very neutral tone and it would have just like sounded like if you do understand language just sound like very like civil conversation like between friends that everything they said would have like some implication of, like, wealth and how well they were doing. Especially about, like, oh, like, I tried these tennis lessons and, like, the Hamptons, or I tried these this trainer or whatever. And you could tell that there was, like, such a deep battle, but they, like, it sounded so neutral, or you could tell, or I could tell, maybe, I guess in <laughs> but just based on the content, but as much as I said, like, said those things with a tone, they, they were completely neutral, like, jovial, and it just, like, it seemed like a genuine expression of, like, oh, this thing But based on reception, you could tell that they weren't interacting with it. They were both giving blank statements to demonstrate status. And the kids, like, all they hear is tone. So they're like, oh, everything's fine. Like, we have ice cream. They're, like, running around playing a little bit. It's really cute. Um, But I feel like you must be pretty emotionally stunted if you grew up in, like, an ultra-wealthy home. And... um, Because this is like what your parents care about, like regardless of other things, um, or maybe sometimes particularly because of other social identities. Like if you are a woman, if you are a person of color, if you are queer, then you have to like fight even harder to be like considered wealthy regardless of how much money you have. Uh, You have to like assimilate, if you will, even more. And that can then just like still make the only topic about money even though it's like about quote unquote this greater concept. Um, and so these kids like, they seem a little dumb a little aloof <laughs> and just like a little out of touch like they wanted to connect but like what the parents saying like such contentless things that just have such like layering to them you're not allowed to organically like express feelings and then by the time you're old enough to understand like oh there was a second layer to everything the adults have been saying like this is all actually like backhanded then you have to like really explore and really cling to those things just as much to understand what your like parents what your family what these people you care about so much are saying or like really saying if you will what the, like that deeper meaning is because you just always have to be tuned in it and that tuned in it and that becomes like the familect like the the family dialect <laughs> that, that takes place and so that's why people so heavily like cling to an emptiness of wealth because that's the only way that they are allowed to understand community Um, and but also like that's another interesting is like within like being wealthy is I don't know what it is in terms of taxes but I feel like it's something like if you make over 200k maybe like I don't I don't know (laughs) like I'm not wealthy so I don't know what it is but I like that's the that's the drop in the bucket kind of thing like to be like there's so many like tiers of wealth within a certain like tax bracket i guess um and that like breaks down so much inside of that and i think that's part of why they have to have such strict language to like demonstrate like even though we're all like in the same neighborhood like you are not the same wealth i am like i have all these things and whatever and so it's so like they differentiate to like share circumstance Which on the one hand is natural, but on the other hand, like having a culture develop around wealth will innately keep people out because of like those perceptions Um, where it's like if you don't engage with this thing correctly, then it shows you're not a part of our wealth group and we will not let you in. We will not accept you as our own. So it keeps people out to have like thoughts of wealth, but because then again, it becomes such a familial thing. There's like the generational wealth is a big thing. And that's part of that is the social capital of like knowing the right people, but then it's also like knowing how to act. And having the right attitudes towards money uh, um, sorry <laughs> but sometimes that's interesting because it'll like the presentation will be the same from someone like very low class and then like the richest people because there's like this joke that I've heard um where it's like the wealthiest like old men will be the ones walking around in like flip-flops jorts and like a t-shirt um but it'll be like and like and someone that's not wealthy would be wearing the same thing and they probably look the same way because if you're that wealthy you don't have to care about what you look like you just want to be comfortable whereas if you don't have the money you just don't have the luxury to care Um, but then the effect's the same but based on like where you are like what neighborhood like where you're wearing that outfit essentially that will change like the whole game it's like oh like then you can tell the intention of that display is like oh I'm so wealthy I don't have to care or whatever and people who are like in a bottom layer of wealth care so much more about like name brand. And that's why like luxury is like conceptually like unattainable to people, but they have so many like entry products. Or they have some but they call it entry products like they'll present it as like, oh, for the person who has everything. But that's also meant to make people who buy everything luxury, like feel good about themselves, even though like luxury brands specialize in products if you're getting things that they don't specialize in, then you clearly just don't actually care about quality. You just care about the name brand. Um, and that's something that where it's, like, then to people who actually have, like, and it's weird to say actually because, like, who actually have wealth, that that's just, like, an even more obscure or absurd amount of money. Then you are, like, oh, you care about, like, labels in this way, whereas I care about it in this way, so you are below me. So it's, like, if you saw someone wearing, like, a logo shoe, then you'd be, like, that's hilarious. Some people wear, like, all logos, like, it's tacky, and then that gets into, like, the concept of, like, nouveau riche, nouveau riche, or, like, new money, or anything like that, just, like, the tacky versus the old money. And that's why there's all these trends, too, because people are, like, oh, I want to present this way, but then it's still only based on a perception, and you won't know how to act socially. And it's just interesting how even learning how, like, how you live your day-to-day, how you present yourself, but more than just in terms of dress, but so much in terms of personality, is, uh, it, it can just define completely where you're allowed to go in life. And I think part of the reason why it's hard to like identify me is because I have like, my friends like range wildly because I have individual friendships, I don't do friendship groups, so you can't like put me into a group either and you can be like oh all these other people are this way so she must be this way or like i i'm also like very but i think that what i was going to say is i think a big part of it is because i'm such an academic person and the academic world to me is one of the like as it's still like, very driven by money but it's one of the only things where it's not as apparent like if if your success is defined by the academics and that's not then like having money helps you get further um and can help you actually have your names on get your name on things not have it stolen from you and so much other like basic security within any job field is still affected by capital um but you're you are still more defined by an academic success rather than a version of wealth and because i'm so like academic minded and i've unpacked a lot of oh okay but pause um, so going back to the thing is like the generational presentations of wealth, my mom has a lot of like fear of money and I definitely had a fear of money for a while, but then I found that like, I, so I used to like track my budget pretty like strictly and I found that I spent like, because all I had on my mind was like money and spending it or not, I would just like live, <laughs> like I would spend so much more because it was the only thing on my mind It's kind of like binge eating where it's like, oh, like you're trying like you you spend all day like restricting too much and then you'll binge because it's just food's the only thing on your mind and similar with money um so just kind of making it like not an object and I was also partially because like I for a long time was like pretty active in like socialist groups if you will not that but like the party for social liberation I don't even remember at this point but like in high school and then like a canvas for Bernie and I just like was very big about removing my identity as a consumer because it's also the idea and I think that like also makes it more difficult for other people because I don't like feel a need to like keep up with trends to like have people associate me with certain groups and like I also have my own sense of style and I, I mean I'm always viewing this through fashion because fashion is like my, one of my main like, core academic pursuits interests um, associated like to the body, everything like that is like my that's my bread and butter. I love it. Um So I think because of all those like ways of obscuring how I present and the ways that most people would then define you, it can be difficult to read me. Even though I'm sure like you if, if someone was like pressed against like they could do figure out whatever. Um, but it's still just like all I'm getting at is like the intellect and everything behind like obscure it and unpacking my identity as a consumer and no longer like being guided by fear of money means that I'm like a lot more loose with it so I'm no longer associated with like my mother's former like lower class if that makes sense even though there was also times like growing up where we very much did not have money like the 2008 like financial crisis my mom lost her job we struggled for a long time because my dad didn't pay child support and like hasn't for a very long time Um, she tried to go to court, but then that cost so much money, especially because we were in different states, and so she just kind of had to like deal with it. And it was like it was hard. And so there's a lot of like genuine like trauma and fear that's my own generation's, even though like I think it was definitely amplified by her fear um, from how bad it was for her in her childhood. But I just don't want to like be guided by that or fear it. But it's still, like, nonetheless, like, interesting because it's the structure of seemingly, like... I mean, of course, on top of other, like, social groups, social identities, um, it's, like, a main structure. Um, Even though there is, like, it's shown time and time again that people will, like, betray um, class for other social groups. It's still notoriously prevalent. Um... The guiding principle and how we structure other forms of oppression. So I think it's important to understand. But that's why economics is like very important and interesting. Is like a lot of people that study economics are kind of like grease balls sometimes. But some of them, it's I think that's why it's fun when economics is like when there's an economics and philosophy degree. And that's where you can get a lot of like cool work done, I guess you could say, Um, or a lot of like pretty interesting forms of understanding but I kind of prefer to still just come from, from my way. My way of the highway. Um but I also just got a I didn't see what it was in time. But maybe I'm getting an update about my flights. No, it is a scam number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um anyway. I think my number's data was recently released because I keep getting these weird things. I'm like, hi, it's this person. Is this you? With all this weird capitalization. And then I just block them now. And because I just don't care. Um, So yes, but yes, so the kids not only being able to emotionally engage in one thing after being emotionally stunted makes you cling that much more to like facades of wealth. Um, but that's the same thing everyone does in their own way, so them doing it doesn't really do anything, it's just the things that you cling to that then defines it. Um, academics is, like, a slight removal because there's a questioning of identity and definitions of success. And generational unpackings, as well as like, your own unpackings, and understanding how they also intersect and what kind of, like, complications that could enable. And, yeah, I don't know, but I do think, I just feel so much better now, like, whatever it says about me, I don't really care, um, but I just feel so much better now that I don't, like, live controlled by money, like, I still obviously have, like, limited funds, I still know how to budget, but because I'm not, like, freaked out about it constantly, it's, like, I... This is going to be... I'm going to sound wooey when I say this, but I truly believe, like, money comes back to you because it's just, like... If I, like, so, like splurge in something, like, I got myself a birthday gift and then, like, I got... Like, this is a little silly of an example, but then, like, I got money for my birthday from, like, some of my, like, relatives, which is very nice. Um, So then it, like, certain things, like, pay for themselves. Um, and then... Yeah, like, I got money back from my taxes, and I, after, like, I went on, I, like, I had saved up for a trip that I did after graduating, and then I was like, oh, like, I'm still going to want to like, make more money after this, going into my master's, there'll be a year where I can't, like, do a lot, because I want to, like, be committed to it, um, even though I'm hopefully going to work in New York over the summer, like, kind of, well, I have to, <laughs> but um, I'm still like, oh, like, hope, can I hope I can make. More money back and then i got my tax returns i was like oh like I'm, this is going to make the start of the summer like a lot easier for me and stuff like that um so i just yeah very much believe that like it's kind of like just also a spirit of like being generous too is like if you like do things for people like don't do things with expectation that'll it come back to you and don't be like just like being able to accept something being like so genuinely just like wanting to be generous because I think everyone, I, I guess this is just my general <laughs> philosophy, but I think everyone like wants to be generous, and they're just like, because everyone wants to connect, they all want community, so they all want to help each other out. Um, but genuinely, just doing that um, is, I think, a very natural thing, and everyone just like has their own fears, and feels like that's why they can, feel like they have to look out for number one kind of thing, because they've been trained to think that other people will, but I think if you just think... Like, everyone wants to just look for the best. Oh, my God. Someone, this gate definitely just got assigned. Um Ooh, wow. Girl Scout. Um, yeah, no, that was percent That's, uncomfortable. Like, Ooh. Um, anyway, kind of crazy. There's a whole herd now. But what else? I'm gonna say, time to check my text myself again. Ah, um. Oh, I guess that was, that was a lot of what I had to say. Oh my god, no, the music's that way. I almost made a horrible mistake. Oh god, oh my god. There zoom in and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but I also almost just went head first in the music, which had been... brutal. But yeah, no, it's just... Interesting how, like, also... It's just crazy. I know that nothing here is novel, but it's more just like... Oh my god, I think I found an even better quiet spot. This is... magical, question mark? Um, as long as... Okay, good, I thought someone was gonna try and sit next to me. Wow, this is beautiful. See? release it, better things come um, so yeah that's my my little woo thing and also, money is fake um, money is fake, but then like the things you're interested in I just feel like generally genuinely interested, like I would as much as like F1, some people are like oh, you must be because there's so many like families where it's like for so long, they've, loved, they've followed F1 they follow this team um, Symbol status whatever to be able but even like having an interest so that that comes back to like the like old older concepts of um i mean like the leisure class stuff like that being able to like have a life outside of work um even though like that becomes very steeped in like different countries like because the u.s is built on like oh what's the phrase it's not like It's not like puritan values, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, Ah, fuck. What is it? I've written and read so much on this and I'm just blanking on the word. But it's just like, the concept with Americans is more like, you, you gotta work so hard, otherwise you're a shitty person. And like, even in Europe, like that's not the case. Like people still, like they don't live to work, they work to live, that whole thing. I know, like in the US, people live to work, and that's not something that interests me. Um, but I'm sure that's also just like a large part, be- in large part because my mom emphasized travel so much for me, and so like I just grew up with like a different mindset. And we're still like, well, some of my family is still like pretty newly immigrated, so there's also like still, but it's also, it's hard because like, this is again nothing new but like when you've newly immigrated you are in the in the trenches of like figuring out how to express yourself in the way that my grandma did which was like for her it was a hard move from the south to the north like it was but it's not there's no language barrier there's less of there's just less barriers for her innately um, and that 's why she was able to do it so flawlessly, I guess you could say, or why it was just easier for her to, but most people will have to like fight tooth and nail to do that, and not again, not that my grandma didn 't but it 's just uh, in some ways inexplicably inexplicably more difficult, um, so parts of my film like the parts the things that stick with you are the survival instincts because at the end it becomes more about survival than expression even though that's still ultimately the most like human part of it is that desire and that's kind of why you do it besides just getting by but then the like the survival things when you come to the U.S. it's all about work and money and so that can become what gets brought through rather than any kind of like cultural input and so in like those ways, like, I started working very young. Like, I started working at 14, um, being a lifeguard in the suburbs because that was the only place where you could work before you were 15 with, <laughs> like, a parent's approval um, or, like, a signature or whatever. And then, like, I also did, like, odd, like, I did, like, babysitting and stuff off on the side, if you will. And that started a few years earlier when I was, like, 12. And then there's that whole John Mulaney skit about, like, what is a 12-year-old? A 12-year-old can just dial the phone a little bit better. (laughs) Um, But, anyway.
1: um,
0: Yeah. So, I was just, like, work was still also very much instilled in me as a virtue. And I think there's, also like... I, I think there's is funky because in the u.s specifically the work culture is so strange um and i think that's why so many people in the u.s like hyper fixate on like japanese work culture and even though that is like very much like a serious thing in its own right and like that but that where it's like you like the concept like the the term for work death and everything and yeah like that is also its own thing and then people fixate on that because they're like, oh my god, that's so egregious, it's so much better here in the U.S. And then I was like, girl, it's kind of the exact same. Like, why do you think Japan ended up that way? <laughs> it's because of, like, all of, our, all of our business ties. And, I mean, not to, like, negate their culture and to negate a process or an evolution, but, like, it, it would be naive to say that uh, the way that Japan and the U.S. Like, met overlapped and the kinds of business, I feel like it was, it was the 80s. Um... I feel like it was sooner because there's like there's the time I I follow fashion timelines better but like in the 1900s like the business like the American business suit became like the normal everyday like menswear in Japan Um, and so it is like still through the lens of like business that there is this trade off but then um, success on like a national scale rather than like power of an army but like you're Fiscal abilities um, was more like the presentation that was needed, as much as in the way that like now, like a person's interest in a certain sports or sports teams sort of demonstrates wealth. This is, this is literally just like your GDP, bibs, um, but it's still just like it's a naive pretending that um, or hyperfixation. I'm like, oh my god, it's so bad here. It's like we're fine is so silly to me. Um but yes, that's what I was gonna say. Like I I believe in like living having a fun little life, doing things, not having work be everything. But then again, like I I also have the luxury of that because I'm just like like naturally like capable in academics and I just have like a natural interest. And that kind of gets me into like the idea of like like if you have a dream that is a gift oh, something i want to talk about separately i think uh, but i might as well do it now um but um yeah like if, if you have something that you're just like if you have an innate talent or ability and you like like it then you're so lucky because you have like the rest of the you, you just know what you're gonna do but then there's also that quote about being like that's the curse is, like, oh, you just have to do this forever, and, like, it's actually a blessing if you're someone who doesn't know what you want to do. Um, because then you can, like, explore, you can do this, you can understand every wonder of life, whereas if you have, like, an innate ability, then you're just, like, kind of tunneled into it, and that's the only life you're ever going to be allowed to know in some sense. Um, and as much as, like, good at economics within that, I'm, like fuck if I know <laughs> like I like I have so many interests in so many things so I still feel very much like an open-ended person <laughs> No, like because I'm good at things but I don't I have a desire <laughs> to pursue them um so like I swam competitively for a very long time and I was good at it and I just like but I didn't want to do it I wanted to stop and so there's like the idea of like it takes a lot of courage to give up on something was a thought that, like, really comforted me in the year that I decided to quit. Even though I've said before that, like, I was able to remove it, like, a vein because I was. But I don't think it would have been so easy if I had... But that's first because I'm just kind of someone where it's, like, I decide to do something and I do it. Um, but I don't think I would have been able to decide to quit with, like, my whole heart if I hadn't become comfortable with the idea that, like, it takes like you have to like it's a brave thing to give up to like decide that like there's like the the whole sunk cost thing where it's like oh I put so much time into this I might as well finish it but sometimes sometimes you just don't have to you don't have to see something there just because you've done put so much work into it and I think that's, like, okay, I'm also related to relationships, where it's, like, you put so much time to it, and then this person does you, like, absurdly dirty. And you're, like, I know them so well. this things are crazy. But then it's, like, this is fine. And, but that's also difficult, because it's, it's also just, like, about your emotions. It's like, oh, like no, this is hard because this is hard. Um, but for some people, it's literally about the work. And, like, for me, that's not how I operate, but there's so many shows where they'll be, like, oh... I like turn a blind eye when he cheats on me all the time because the rest of it's good because we put so much effort into the rest of it. And I'm like, oh my god. Um, so to me, that is very different than like working through like a sing- working through a singular event or something else. Like th- there is something to be said for like effort put into something because it does like mean on some level that you care. Um, so like, like that is something else, but it's just knowing when it's sunk cost, knowing when you're staying literally just because of the effort you've put in and knowing when you're staying because you want to and that goes for everything is kind of what I'm getting at and it's like if I stayed in swimming it wouldn't be because I saw a future it wouldn't be because I wanted to it wouldn't be for any reason other than like I'm good at it and I've done it a long time and for me that's not reason enough to do something that's empty that's just like demonstrating wealth without understanding why you care beyond oh my parents do this thing and it's also somehow, in a lot of ways, like, like I said, where even when, like, social identities, like, overlap, when you are, like, in a position of wealth and just trying to, like, continue to aspire to that in some ways, there's a tendency to, like, erase, like, culture further, again, for the sake of assimilation, because, especially, like, in the in the West, very specifically in the U.S., um, again, because it's just, like, a weird case, um, not... Uh, And it's also... It feels so harmful to say say it's a weird case because there's such, like, an impact and it is, like, very violent... Like, it's one of the truest forms of violence possible like, our class system. (laughs) Um, wasn't... Oh, yeah, no, but it's an erasure of culture just in the same way that, like, whiteness is, where, like, whiteness expands in order to, um, like, keep itself powerful. (laughs) So it's, like, how, like, the Irish and Italians weren't considered white, and now they are white, but then like being irish or being italian is like less of a like there's less value on the culture because that's all just contributes to whiteness and that's why it's also so different in america versus europe because people in europe are still like oh we're so different this is so diverse we have a european we have a we have a spaniard and italian this company is so diverse and that's because they still like our very real tensions in the history so like a lot more rooted more closely In the us it's like ah oh, you're white um, and wealth can kind of become that thing and it can become a culture of whiteness still even if there are like lower class white people that will never ascend and that comes into like betrayals of like class four like race percent. se um, so because they're like oh blah 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 it's very complicated but people people like, can explain that much <laughs> it's better but it's I don't remember where that came from but anyway, um, I could explain it better, too. But it's so much easier with Biden. Ah! <laughs> Where did this all come from? Oh, giving up on things. So, yeah. It's okay to give up. Probably you need my permission. But it, it's okay, too. Like, as much as... And that's not, like, an encouraged, like... If you want to give up... The then do it Thank you. i don 't know it feels that simple to me, and there 's also the idea that like this idea have mixed feelings on because it 's such a trope in like movies and shows, and it 'll go in either direction, but it 's like if it was meant for you, then like you 'd want enough that like this wouldn 't be discouraging, but no it, what i 'm trying to do is like say like if you want to quit something like that is okay um, but I'm not trying to, like, discourage a pursuit of a novel goal. Because I will also, similarly, like, always encourage that. Because you, like, to me, it's just, like, I think everyone, and I get that that's biased by my experience, like, knows what they want on some level. It's like some intrinsic way. Um, I also kind of want to go to my gate again to check on things. Um, So I might do that. But, um, blah, blah, blah. Where is that going? Oh, yeah, but I hate that because I just hate when it's applied to, like, relationships Because to me Just show me you want me (laughs) Or, like, tell me Like, do do something Make it explicit Because otherwise I won't know Um, And and that's not Because to me that's, like, a two-person deal And if one person's, like, playing hard to get Then that's not Like, that's not being, like Oh, it'd work out if it should have That's, like Girl, you give me a sign that I should stop trying and I was being respectful. Like that, (laughs) like, I was being respectful and you're saying, oh, it was a Mitsubishi? No, no, try again, ma'am. So, yeah, just a little funny. Um, not the music again. (laughs) But now I feel better, especially because my phone sucked. Um, Doing the in and out thing. I was sitting for a while. It was quiet. Could speak, communicate, hopefully, more clearly. um, Yeah. So, yada yada yada. But, I don't know. It's weird. You know Things so. strange. I literally don't even really understand my own class status. I'm so, like, I. I don't know what the fuck going on. I'll just sit on, like, I don't know what my dad does. I don't think he has a job anymore, but he's also getting old enough to retire, but I don't know, he can't, he's just a little, oh, I can just look at this. Oh yeah, can I just go to London Heathrow, please? Please? <laughs> um, late aircraft, cool. Gate change, C-72. Oh my god okay <laughs> but what was it really? oh yeah like I, I literally was in my class and I'm also at the age where like now I'm gonna like do my master's and get like, my own job so like and as much as I've also like almost entirely or yeah very much, like majorly supported myself through college although my mom like did accept savings fund for me from like when I was a little kid and always regardless of how much money she was making we put in the same amount every month and like helped put me through college in that way. I I do still have a fair amount of debt. (laughs) See I'm just so grateful for that and I always want to express that. Um, There's still debt, there's still this debt because you have to have a heck of a lot of money to not have debt from NYU. Even though I have scholarships and whatever. But like paying for rent, paying for that, that and the other. But I'll be like entirely on my own. And then I don't have any like properties. I don't have any... However else people get generational money. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like my own status at some point, And I do want to like build that for myself. But I also... Like this is... Something where I don't know how people will like, take this, but I just want to have like my only goal, because I don't care about consumer identity. I don't care about these presentations. I find them interesting because I think it's important to like, deconstruct and understand the violence that our like, current economic structures impose on people. But like, I'm just a little academic dude. I just want enough money. That I don't have to give a shit about whatever so I can just study the things I want to study <laughs> like I just want enough money so I don't have to worry about anything like that I don't care about those presentations um, and it's like kind of weird because I'm interested in studying the effects i like some of my interest is in unpacking that as it relates to fashion and why I find like luxury brands so interesting. I, luxury brands are so cool, so interesting. But I prefer heritage because to me that sounds be more heritage brands. I've talked about this briefly before I think um, I'll definitely talk about it again at some point. But um, just like pretty innately like capitals related to fashion expressions of a form of art. Oh my god. Okay, so, so there's just another right here anyway. Got to keep walking. Um, oh, yeah. Life's crazy. I don't know anything in this world other than I just want enough money to not care. I want to keep making my friends regardless of a background just based on who they are without negating the fact that where they come from has contributed to how they are. I don't want to, like, I don't believe that should ever limit a person to only become as far as a single social group, because we're all, not only, not only do we all have intersectional identities, we're more than the sum of our parts. So it's like, ah, uh, you know, want to unpack social identity stuff when it comes up, to understand it when it's important, and I want to limit. Word. Okay. Life's crazy. Oh my god. Oh, but like nepotism baby stuff. (laughs) Nepotism babies are so funny. Like, also, I guess that's that's part of what comes with like the, where I'm like, oh, I'm on my own now. And all the nepotism babies are like, I'm on my own now. And then there's also the social capital of like, people know your parents, bitch. They're gonna do things just to know your parents. but <laughs> oh, there's something else I wanted to say In relation to nepotism, they're so silly and I think that's why I'm like oh oh but there's, there's that trend over they're it's like, I'm a nepotism baby my parent does like XYZ or it'll be like I don't know what an example is um, or like just like a completely like random example it's like oh my, my mom's a chef I'm a baby because I get good food, like something like that. Um it's more just like the perks of something about your parents. Um but like from normal people and so it's kinda of like we found the way of like never babies thinking that their families are normal people. Um, but back to my quiet spot. Um but not a quiet place. I haven't seen that movie, it's not I haven't seen it, so there's no comment on if it is good or not. But it didn't look good, at least to my taste. So, um, I'm not gonna watch it. But I also don't like scary movies, so definitely biased. But we all are. Um, but that's not an excuse. Or a crutch. Oh, my episode baby thing. Is that my nana's a silly lady? But she had to travel for work a lot because she worked um, for the U.S. government. Yeah, she did, for the Justice Department, um, but doing accounting things, I think, Um, I don't quite know, but she had to travel a lot, and so she had a lot of miles, and she had so many miles that she reached, like, United Gold Premier status, and you can share the Premier Gold with somebody. And so I got it. <laughs> and I think it just stays with you, like, forever. Gonna, I could be wrong about th- I It could be a set amount of time. But I think it's forever because of the, her, like, reasoning of not giving it to my mom. Which I think made my mom a little upset. But I'm, she was like, oh. Um, I think the logic was, like... I think the logic was that I will live longer than my mom, and I'll probably always, like, I'll travel with my mom a lot. And if you're traveling with someone who has Premier Gold, you get all their perks. So it's like, if she's traveling with me, she'll get my perks anyway, and I'll live longer. So I feel like it's for life. But then my card says it expires in, like, a year or two. So I don't know what the truth is. Um... (laughs) that's my nepo baby thing that is and that's to me a big thing because I do travel a lot because that's on either side of my family that's honestly like the most defining feature of my familial culture is like traveling and adapting to <laughs> I adapt what can I say I, I learn on the fly I pick things up quickly Sometimes <laughs> I'm so it's a translation I guess and language <laughs> and place it makes so much sense but i just yeah like that that was the culture I was raised and was one of traveling and of understanding others and being open to all of this and i do think that's like a very defining part about me um so that's my nipple baby thing um yeah from all sides it's just about like being able to interact being able to understand being able to appreciate and I don't ever want to be limited, and I always want to travel, and I always want to understand things differently and be open. Like, I guess that's how. And there was something, there's another quote where this, that this feels similar to, that I saw. This was on TikTok many months ago. Um, I've definitely brought it up a few times in conversation, but not on the podcast. Um, But it's the idea, there's this girl, and I felt like I had struggled with this, this, and so it was interesting. I was like, oh, I usually don't read the long text things, but I read this one. She was like, she was saying that she had always felt like she was always changing identity, she was always going through different phases, she was just always like going through new, just new things. And then she was like, so I don't, she was like, I don't know who I am, or it feels like that. And... um, the therapist was like, well, maybe that is who you are. Someone who's open to life, open to new experiences, and just wants to know more. I was like, you're so on. That is who I am. Um, and I was also, it was brought to my attention that I'm also kind of lucky that I'm able to so over-rotate into all of my like interests, that I'm able to do things purely based on like, oh, like this sounds fun, that I'm able to be hedonistic because At the end of the day i know what i want all the time and what i want isn't always consistent or it could like seemingly not follow a single stream of thought because i'm like open to just anything that like i said piques my interest but then it like that over rotates in like outwardly inconsistent identities and that's why i felt like i was never able to box myself or why i always felt like to others it appeared as though i was like all over the place and that like and I'm like, no, I just have like a lot of different interests. And to me, that's what made sense. Um, and so, yeah, no, just traveling, exploring, being open to things like that. Like, I think that's such a big part of what I think that's like, in a way, like who I am, guiding principles. And as an INTJ it makes a lot of sense because if you don't know, INTJs are like they very much like set their own rules and like are governed by their own laws but at the same time like our laws are kind of like hard and fast but they're just very specific to ourselves and we understand that like our rules are what we apply for ourselves and like not holding other people accountable for that and that's where it's like entjs are interesting because they're very similar to intjs but it's more like in a way like you they still have their own rules but they also understand other people's rules and play with other people's rules whereas i just blindly respect them, and I'm like, okay, you do your thing, like, slay. Um, But yeah, so just decide my own world, decide my own values, teeter-tottering, but that can still be hard, because, like, being an INTJ can be a little difficult, because, like, you still, and as much as, like, I don't identify as a consumer, I still exist in a world where this is an important thing. I, like, I want to be part of counterculture with so many things. I want to, like, like, I'm just like, oh my god. But then there's always so much resistance because the entire world is built in certain ways. Like, the airport's built to be transitional. Like, a library's built for studying. And so it can, uh, like, you want to slow down when you enter a quiet space. You want to speed up when it's loud. Like, things are built to be certain ways. And you're just always going to feel friction when you're doing something that goes against it in any way. And so it's, like, every day it's so... uh, Like, you have to build your routine in a way that makes you question things, if that's what you value, and I do. So I build my routine in a way that makes you question things. Um, Because otherwise, you just always have to, like, fight to be like, oh, this is so silly. But then if you just, like, have a mind space, which is just a simple, like, one step of critical thinking. If you have, like, one step of critical thinking, you'll probably maybe chilling but it's still like it is hard to always like go against the grain but i do like it's not as oppressive because you're not just like limited not always feeling at odds with yourself um you're feeling more at odds with the rest of a general concept but you feel comfortable within yourself and i think for me being comfortable within myself is the easiest way to get through everything else um, I don't know if this is kind of like nonsense Because this feels like my first podcast episode And that was a little all over the place Um Maybe it's better I don't know Maybe I'll stop talking now <laughs> Um Yeah I feel like there's still more I want to say But I think that's just because I want to think about my grandma and talk more about her Or I'm trying to like blow off steam from all those feelings that I'm having Um was also, like, I got through this weekend, it was a little hard for me in some ways. It was also really nice, and I love seeing the babies, and I love seeing my family. Um, and I'm, like, hopeful that I will still see them in the future. And especially because when my cousins, like, found out that I, like, love the restaurant scene, if you will, in New York. We had, a, like, long talks about it, whatever. And so it seems like we might see each other over the summer a bit, which would be nice. Um but it's still like and i'm not like afraid of it anymore and i have like these thoughts that are like really settling in about like i kind of tried to detail but i, I don't know if i was too overwhelmed about my grandma and like really understanding like a thread in her life pretty holistically um so just a lot of things are settling in for me and so i'm hoping that like talking about other things will <laughs> let them find a way to fit in my brain um, but also I got like, as soon as I got through the day I got back to New York I'm about to go to the airport and then I hear the news um, I'm not going to talk about this at all in depth because I don't want it jinx because everything should be fine but I was just like heard that if, if I care about all my family but like family member that I had like just super close to my heart super like close active part of my life um also is not doing well um so <laughs> it was just and I just like had never I knew that there had been some like health issues there before but I had just never considered the possibility that that could be that there could be any sudden issue <laughs> and so the suddenness I, it's taken a lot out of me too and yeah but I don't I know everything will be good, and it's so just like, this, the sudden aspect is what freaked me out, but I know everything will be good, i doing nothing but sending the best energy in the world, um, so yeah, I think just have your heart, and that's why I can't shut up and why I'm blabbering about who knows what, even though this is all stuff I've thought about a little bit, well, it's not about a fair amount, on its own, I, I haven't tried to thread it at all. <laughs> And to thread something for the first time through speech for me (laughs) is funny. Um, Especially because when I take notes, I have a very fluid thought pattern that I can replicate easily with writing. But I cannot follow the thought pattern on the spot speaking. And that's why I have to, like, give, whenever I do presentations, I have to give myself a script. Because otherwise I go on so many tangents. And I just fully forget things. Um, And so I can't do bullet points for, like, presentations. I just have to do very timed, very on-the-nose things um, for presentations. But I think it's getting to a point. I think I've had to do enough presentations for, like, um, I had the Advanced Fashion Business Practicum, and I had to do a lot for that. And I think I got used to, like, the cadence, the timing, the pacing, and now I think I can do a better job of being more off-the-cuff. And, again, that's what this is for, because I really want to put a lot of effort into my relationships with my masters and like the specifically with my peers though um like I want to try really hard to like know the class and I really want to I I just want to take this very seriously because I'm very lucky to have the opportunity to um and not that I didn't take my undergrad seriously I did but Gadsden's like the individualized degree so it's pretty inward and so I just want to like give into the structure as much as possible and obviously presentations are going to be a big part of that and so this is this is honestly as much as it is for other other reasons right <laughs> and expressing myself and everything and it's helped me so much like i've said before um it's also just to get better at speaking communicating which i always repeat like a broken record about but yeah so thank you for listening if you do and i hope that these things make sense i hope they provide something to think about or a way to like question how you relate to things and not to like moralize anything but it just i think it's helpful to question it and understand like your intent with something because i think living i think one of my main things is i want to live a pretty intentional life i don't want to let things happen to me um and that's part of like even though I'm open to things and I'm able to, like, go with the flow, I still, like, know in my heart, oh, no, this is a good idea. I'll pass. Because that, and also, saying no is okay. Okay, I'm so sorry. But saying no is okay. It Like, a no is not a closing. It can mean that you're just, like, you're keeping your energy open to something that you know you can contribute to, if that makes sense. Um, so it's not a closing and it's not something you have to feel bad about. It's, like, it's more genuine form of expression and that's why i'm like i've gotten more comfortable with you saying no to like even friends doing stuff but with my mom she brought uh, something she told me once that was an important thing she'd be like sometimes i feel like you just like shut things down that i asked you to do and i'm like what do you mean like i'm just being like honest like if i don't want to do it then why would i say yes and she's like yeah but to like in an interpersonal relationship and maybe this is obvious but like i didn't know so that's why i'm saying it um But she's like, yeah, but you could be like, no, I don't want to do this. How about this? So sometimes you can, like, if you do, if you don't care about the person, then just be like, no, I'm okay. And you don't have to be rude. You can be polite, but you don't have to suggest anything else, also. But if you do care and it's just you don't want to do the thing they mentioned, they're still clearly trying to make an effort to reach out. So being like, oh, no, like, I can't do this, but how about this? And I think that's also partially just because I like to commit so deeply and fully to whatever I'm doing. Like, I like to set aside, like, a long time to make, like, a call to a friend. I like to, like, and not to limit it, but I just want to, like, sit down and dedicate my energy to something. Um, so. Could just be biased of, like, my value and how I put place importance on things. Because I know some people like to just, like, do like, a little bit whenever possible, and that's how they show care, but then it's just about showing care and learning, and as much as, like, it's about giving it in the ways that someone can feel it, it can also sometimes just be about letting them express love in the ways that they feel comfortable, so that way they feel like they're doing a good job of loving you based on their standards, but it's, it's still just, like, a balance, doing both whenever you can, um, and again, like, meeting about that, that, going back to birthday three, that episode, um not so much about meeting in the middle but it was just about like understanding your intent and your effects and how they can present themselves for the other and what it can mean to you and like just finding a way to like share the values um or make a more equitable presentation of a shared value more aptly um but yeah I really wish there was a way to just directly upload this (laughs) from my phone but I tried to find um an app or so the website uses rss feed and that'll push it to spotify i don't remember if i said this no i didn't because i i was borrowing a laptop and that's why i didn't have okay yeah um but what is this saying oh but i couldn't find an app so rss feed yeah i couldn't find an app for it maybe there is but i just didn't see it um so i'm a bummer they have to use a computer at least i don't have to stitch it Oh, since I'm not stitching it, I won't be doing... I won't be putting it through GarageBand at all. So I guess I won't be doing the background noise thing. So let's hope for the best. Sorry about that. Still learning. Still growing. Still slaying. Still trying different approaches. Um, anyway. I got a text from a group chat that I kind of want to check out. Kind of want to respond to. And... I had some hot cheetos, which I honestly regret, because I'm at a point now where, like, there was a while where I had to distance myself from processed foods, but now it's not hard to not eat hot cheetos, <laughs> like, I'm good, um, like, if I want a chip, I tend to go for popcorners, which is still not good for you, they're simply not fiery red chemicals, so it's a little better, and I just don't crave that, like whatever like I don't even know if I think hot cheese are good anymore which feels blasphemous to my second great self who would eat a family-sized bag um anyway. oh, so much and yeah no today the just the suddenness thing was a lot it was brutal but I this is my family usually doesn't tell me about like anything like this because they don't want me to worry because they know that like Regardless of like anyone I'm just a stressed individual <laughs> to some degree, I don't want to identify with that because I don't want to like make it true if you will, but I just know that that like I especially present as pretty stressed out um and anxious and all of that, even though anxiety's the there is a few there's like two years where I was not anxious at all last year, anxiety's come back a bit, and I'm like oh, so I think i'm I'm gonna try and work on that again, yeah, I guess I'll make that my focus um the anxiety stuff um but they they just tend to not tell me about things um so, but the thing is that when you do then i'm gonna freak out because i'm be like it must be so bad for you to tell me because it's not like i don't know that you're not telling me other things um i'm not naive but i also then still respect like whatever they're not telling me um because it's like oh like that's your whatever yeah being like polite and respectful is, like, I'm glad to be, because I think that's, I, I don't, I very much fail to see how that could ever be, or I fail to see how it could be negative in a general sense to, like, most people, but then it's it'll be, like, my own family, and I can't be, like, I think it can restrict connection, which I've said before, that respect can, like, hinder a lot of connection, um, but that's fine, I'm, we slay, anyway, so is, handling that feeling I guess is all I'm saying um, but also um, Bart, I don't know if you can hear what they ever played but they were playing um, they were playing Don't Take the Money by the Bleachers and I was listening to that like, on a loop was it today or yesterday it might have been last night but anyway like last couple of days I was listening I literally can't remember don't take the money which it's kind of like an interesting thing it's kind of, not also I was a few years old and it wasn't like ultra popular so I'm like what are they trying to say to me right now I don't know, I see signs in places sometimes and I don't know what they're trying to tell me (laughs) suddenly I can't read Um, but i don't know <laughs> anyway oh there's an ad for is it is, what is that it looks fun it looks like a peter pan thing oh my god peter pan and wendy uh but the guy i can't see from this far so maybe it actually is him him but there's this actor named kevin quinn that i saw at a like a small play at the Steppenwolf theater uh for, of lord of the flies when i was in like seventh grade and all of us fell in love with them, but we all wrote letters to the cast. And I wrote a letter to him and like follow him on Instagram. dm to so him, being like, Oh my god, so Slave, you supporting him? And he was on um, a Disney show for a bit. I think he tried to do music. So it could still be him because this was with Disney. And I was like, Oh. And I know Disney tries to keep like actors within its network. So maybe that is him. I kind of want to check his Instagram now. Um, I think I don't want to be alone. <laughs> That's what I've realized. I don't want to be alone with any of these thoughts I've been having. Sorry. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. I was so hopeful that I was going to be like, real professional, but I guess too much right and high on the emotions. Anyway, okay, very quickly, <laughs> one tiny thing is that I think it's also interesting when someone just like undeniably changes class throughout their life, where it's like, I was definitely like low middle class when I was younger, like, 2008, 2009, 2010, like, I, I'm i pretty, like, I feel like that was undeniable. And then now we are, like, fine. Like, with money, like, it's, everything's, like, okay. Like, th- we're not worried or anything. So it's more, like, solid middle class, maybe even upper middle class. Like, I, I literally don't know the difference because I don't care to some degree. Because <laughs> um, I don't want to, like, again self-fulfilling prophecy I don't want to act as like limit myself to the class I've been raised in but they're still like I had to worry about money and now I don't kind of thing and I think it's interesting and that's something it's just something that's really fascinating to me when you can just see like a clear like change in wealth in a family like pretty quickly and like I have friends or people that I'm close to where like we've talked about things and I'll be like oh man as kids like we were so scared of money in this way like there's all this stuff and now it's like not that like now that I still like do a lot of things for myself like I'm not even though I am grateful for what my mom does like deeply grateful um, it's not as though like it's just like oh we can like lean on this it's still just the mentality change and like kind of like I guess maybe even knowing how to change your mentality around money. I think that might be it. I have, sorry, I literally hadn't thought of that, but like, there's people where it's like, you can tell like, sometimes they're stressed, sometimes they're not, but, it, and it's just like more about their mood and then that's how they present it rather than an actual stress about money. Um, so it's just interesting. Yeah. So, and I hadn't thought about how, yeah, heard some interesting things about those kind of scenarios and how like even people could look at you differently and I never like went through an extreme enough transformation for like people to be like oh like you're, you're different now <laughs> um but then I'm also hard to read so I don't know um but yeah no it's just funky even that kind of transformation and then being able to then further assess how you relate to it only because you had to at some point in youth I think that interesting, interesting point me <laughs> <laughs> it's not but i just hadn't thought of it before so i guess even in that case i'm lucky for like being okay and then losing all of it and then being okay again um yeah cool sick i found a way to be grateful for a scarring point of my life <laughs> that's has kind of fire cool okay i'm gonna shut up now actually i love you I guess I will be stitching this. But this is a quick thought. What I felt important is that, like, I'm walking around. People are going to judge you no matter what. Because they're always going to try and assess where you fit in. So they should know how to treat you, how to react to you. And in a weird way, that's their own community. That's their own caring. Um, and that's, what, like, it's so fun. Like, my grandma, like, I love her. She was very, like, matter-of-fact about, like, anything. And sometimes she would, like, assign blame to it. But sometimes she'd just be like you're just that way, you just look yes. like this, or like this, or you just have this trait. And people would like, it's you, because that's, like, it's just all showing different forms of care. And I think some of my family, like, took it uh, <laughs> a little bit of heart when she would say things about them. Um, but she, oh, she like, only um, ever delivered it with love, and I, it's not, like, even hard love, or like, hard truth, t- tough love is the phrase. Um, it's just, like... She just called it like it was, and she was—that's that, it. <laughs> and that's why, like, I literally, person I trust most in the world, in some ways, was her to tell me, like, if I look good in something, she'd be like, "You're like the only reason I think I'm pretty is because she was so certain of it." Like that. Like that's it. My my whole self worth, like, pride in myself is just derived from her because she, she'll like tell the family if someone's not looking good. <laughs> so because she needed to to like feel a part of things, to feel a part of community, because community was the most important thing to her. And she was very expressive of that, and that's why like, being a mother was so important to her. And everything like that. So, yeah, people are gonna always judge you, express yourself how you want, and then sometimes it's important to understand how identity affects that. Class is one of many that affects everybody. So, just understanding for yourself is a sleigh. Alright, say that because some lady was looking me up and down and I was like, girl, I don't give a fuck what you think about my outfit. Huh? I fight, I tussle. to tussle. Um, <laughs> my plane's not here, so I'm going quick, to quickly grab a snack of water because I didn't have dinner. So I just had the Cheeto guys. And honestly, I kind of fucked in my stomach, so I kind of want to make it better. But we'll see. But another you know, takeaway for me, just remind myself is that I'm going to work on the exact same stuff again, kind of just because I have to, you know, my two-week crazy time since that, so I think tomorrow I'll also call and start my Pilates membership. Woo-woo! I am back in North Carolina now, and that was the most <laughs> absurd flight of my life. The gate kept changing, and then... The flight was delayed, and we didn't leave until almost 2 in the morning. (laughs) So, the thing is, I still had us board at, like, 11. So, (laughs) we were just sitting on the plane for so long. Um, I just went to sleep, and I listened to Don't Take the Money on repeat (laughs) the whole time. I have other music downloaded. I just literally was like, nothing else sounds appealing other than this song, for an ungodly amount of time. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I came home, and I unpacked immediately, because that's just how I do things. Also, shout out my mom for waking up to pick me up. Um, but yeah, no, I just immediately unpacked, because I'm someone that, like, the, this was the part of, like, I was it was my MBTI, I was a P for so long, that, like, I, I just, like, trained, but I, like, in my heart of hearts, like, I am a J, I just, like, whatever, but if I don't do things immediately, then I just forget to do them, even though I still want to, so I just have to do it immediately, so I just unpack right away, so that way I don't forget, and then I'm not bothered by the clutter, because, like, I, clutter kills me. I need things to be clean so badly. Or, like, more than clean, I need things to be, like, or- organized. Like, I like putting things in their place as it, like, makes sense to me. You know? Um. Because I don't, like, um, I hate sweeping. Luckily, we just vacuum in my house. But in my job, I'd be sweeping if it's the night shift. I I hate sweeping. I don't know why it's so laborious to me um but I just had a few like stray thoughts and I forgot that I wanted to just in general like do like a little catch-up general like few minutes of like oh like just just how I'm feeling not trying to tie it into anything I don't know if I should start I kind of like the idea of ending with it for some reason of like oh because I think it's easy to trail off and especially for me to just keep thinking about whatever I said and that's why I keep tacking on things but if I just end it so you can see a completely separate thought then it's kind of like a nice reminder to me to like be grounded <laughs> um but I've just I've, I so I finished putting things away I was filing my nails because um I have like powder um gels gel nails and you can't maybe you can cut them but I cut one of them and I was like fuck no I'm not doing that again that is a horrible sensation so I've just been filing them down whenever they start to grow I don't know this is a learning process for me because I'm I'm new to the gel game I'm definitely not getting dip again but I do like gel in general um but yeah no so I've been filing them to keep them nice and tidy and it's fun it's genuinely fun. It's, like, relaxing. Um, I had to... It was really cute. So my cat, Grace Shape, came in the other day when I was filing my nails. And she was, like, worried. I was hurting myself, so I had to let her, like, sniff the nail file, or the emery board. My mom calls them emery boards, but not everyone, like, does. And some people just don't know that that's another name for it, so I get used to that, even though it's not what I call it. Like, I call it an emery board. But I just have gotten used to saying nail file because... Other people don't always get what I'm talking about. Um, But I like that I say this. I want to stay true to it. Oh, but something I did want to say to, like, tie up the other bit. And I was like, going to? But all I was saying is, like, I'm also with this. I'm not trying to say that there's, like, certain presentations you should strive for. And that's why I very much don't cite specifics with these behaviors. For them, But there's a few examples so you could kind of get what I was talking about. But there is no goal. there is no like goal presentation. I'm not saying you should act this way, and that's the right thing. like no, I'm just saying like under I think it's important for everyone to understand how these things can impact their behavior so that you can assess for yourself if that is a behavior that you resonate with because there's so much in life that that's like put thrust upon us that we don't have a say, and so I think having the tools to understand and learn how we operate is important and if I can do anything to help others understand the way they operate in the same way that like I've come to understand myself I want to do that and that's kind of just a general thing that I plan to do with the podcast also but anyway I've been catching up on a little bit of YouTube (laughs) um and I'm specifically watching oh I guess I've only got through one but Nana Florence I've been watching her for I think probably like, five years? No, four years now? I don't know, something like that. But she, she has a podcast, and she, like, really puts a lot of effort into everything she does, even though she does a lot of things, so it's, like, I don't know, like, nothing, it's not ever quite perfect, but you can tell that she, like, works really hard, and she's, I, I just really like her approach to things, because they're, like, for a long time, she, she did all of her YouTube videos, like, with her phone, like, shot on her phone, um, and I think that it was just cool, because it was still, like, very well, like, thought out, but it was still just, like, doing the most she could with what she had kind of thing, and, like, really leaning into a hobby in that way, which I think is really cool, and I think that's why so many people are drawn to her channel and to her videos, even though she's, like, had a bit of a pause or been on and off with it the last year or so, as she graduated, went through a lot of life changes, so it's very natural obviously she's not someone who's like her job is an influencer she literally just does this for like fun which I think is sick um but she's been doing a little bit more um or posting a bit more lately and I haven't been keeping up with her podcast at all but she apparently stopped doing that for a bit too and has been back on it and just thinking about that I kind of like I don't know I I've <laughs> like it kind of makes me wanna try a bit more with the podcast now that I'm used to the process. Like I think it could be nice to kind of really lean into topics, if you will. So if there's ever a topic or question. But I like I like to talk organically about whatever's on my mind, and I'm sure that'll come up on occasion, but I don't know that I could plan super well random topics on my own because I tend to think about like one maybe you could say like quote unquote major thing in a day like I'll just like run through it'll be like pretty elaborate and like a a lot of little divots but there's still usually just one thing a day that I'll like think of for the whole day um. so it just like I, I just wouldn't make as many podcasts as I would like to um, so, but I don't want to just ask my Instagram story because I feel so silly. Um, but maybe I'll do like a grand reveal. Like a big thing, but probably not, so <laughs> I don't know. Ah! Uh, if any questions for me, please let me know. Thanks, or so topics. Um, but also quickly i was thinking about taylor and joe again because i keep seeing videos of them as if it's not like the algorithm just knowing me well i say that like oh how could they but the algorithm literally algorithm literally just knows me she knows me so well um i don't know what that was i've been garageband also oh and i've been like struggle. i did a pretty good job on my birthday of responding to people. But it wasn't the best. And then over the weekend, I just wasn't on my phone much because of uh, the memorial and everything. So, slay. Um, my computer did something silly. Um, so it cut me off. But basically, I was thinking about Joe and Taylor again. And I am... I have not had as many relationships as Miss Taylor, but I've had a couple, and it just, like, this wasn't something I'd ever thought about before, before this breakup of hers, (laughs) Um, which feels kind of wild to say, but it's, like, I don't know, I do feel like there's I I'm not quite sure how to phrase this, maybe, but, um. So so in general, with any relationship, it's like yeah, they stay together forever or it ends. Like that, that is simply how it goes. Um, An ending could become friends. It could mean you never talk again. Like that, like, but ultimately, that is the this or that. Um. But with any relationship, but specifically, like, your early or your first ones, that, in a way, I've talked about this before, I believe, kind of sets the tone for how, like, you think a relationship is supposed to go. Because that becomes your, like, platonic ideal. you're like, oh, this is a relationship. And, like, theoretically, and by theoretically, I mean, like, Freud-ass shit. It's like, oh, your parents are the relationship or whatever. But, like, I didn't really have... Parents to see a relationship from, and that doesn't mean that their distance is my idea of a relationship. It means, like, I like, girl, who knows? Um, like, who knows what that's supposed to look like until I go through it? And then you go through it, and then it's like, oh, this, and then you have to, like, kind of in a lot of ways, like, subsequent relationships, or if you just stay in that one long enough, like, when you go through changes with the person, then you have to, like, learn how to relate differently, which sounds kind of funky but like on the one hand it's obvious because like different people but so many people will try and replicate just their first relationship and make it play out differently with different people and it's like that that's like you're not seeing whoever you're dating for like who they are you're seeing them for your wish to make that first relationship go a different way um and some people they will play out their parents dynamics or something like that but that that's in some ways just as arbitrary as like oh just the celebrity couple that they love (laughs) and so i'm sure so many people will see like genuinely taylor and joe's relationship and be like oh my god like i have to end this like this is how our relationship goes um but that's that's not really what i say those are just kind of supplemental thoughts that somehow connect i'm not going to connect them for you i'm so sorry (laughs) Um, cause it's better to get things out than try and communicate s- so well. <laughs> better to communicate a little and then someday i learn how to do it well. Um, so just basically like treat anyone you're seeing like their fucking person or their own person more aptly. Um, but I feel like it can like, even if you do get to that point, which hopefully most people do treating everyone like they're different and like really embracing what makes every relationship special and unique. It all, like the similarity is that it all ends, <laughs> and that's brutal. Like, that could probably take a toll on you. And especially, like, with the Taylor lyric, something that people have been analyzing is that they think that she like chose the fans over Joe in a way. A very, there's, oh, there's one song lyric in particular. Whereas oh, oh okay the the line is um, I thought I was gonna marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine, and one still the that's crazy bars, and it's such, it's just crazy as seemingly has come full circle um but it's just like, oh, like she's like communicating with a big audience and being able to like do storytelling on that level or something that just matters a lot to her, um, and so she seemingly chose that um what was that going oh but on some level if this is like the one the song like the song the one uh but if if she really like everyone thought joe was it for her and vice versa and then if you like once again choose this then are you gonna always choose that like is this what she's decided for herself is this like the pattern that she's created in a way or like is is the big relationship of her life, and there's nothing wrong with this, like, is the big relationship of her life the one with her fans, if you will, um, and it's just interesting to kind of think about that, so, yeah, okay, I'm gonna stitch these together now,